Hello guys, how are we doing today? Welcome to the Doughboys Podcast, Episode 1. I'm your host, Logan Marr, along with my co-host. Hi, my name is Austin Grozier. My name is Ryan, and I'm the outsider, about to learn about the company today. So essentially what we're going to start off with is just the journey of Big Dipper Dough. Starting off with what is Big Dipper Dough Co.? So Big Dipper Dough is a company founded in Traverse City, Michigan. We are a food startup business. We're a manufacturing business. We manufacture an edible, egg-free, it's a safe-to-eat raw cookie dough. Eat it raw without the risk of getting sick. Okay, so uh, where exactly did you come up with the idea for uh, Big Dipper? So my name is Austin. I'm the founder owner of the company. Uh, January 2015, I was training for a marathon. We're up in northern Michigan. It gets pretty cold up here. Late one night, scrolling through Instagram, up on the up on my page popped up a recipe for a healthy, high-protein cookie dough made with chickpeas. I thought the chickpeas sounded terrible, but the idea was great. Wrote it down. April of 2015, I was 19, been working full-time for about five years. I was like, all right, it's time to start a company. Uh, I wanted to since I've been a little kid. Going through my ideas, looking at the cost to get into, the competition, the size of the market, landed on Big Dipper. Spent April to September of 2015, making at least 250 batches of cookie dough, A-B testing different flour, sugars, vanillas. In September 2015, I started community college here in Traverse City, where I met my business partner, Daniel Fuller. We actually launched the company, formed the LLC in September 2015. We unveiled to the market in November of 2015 and made our very first sale in December of that year. Well, that's awesome to hear, Austin. You know, it's cool to... Um see an idea happen and somebody jump on it because there's a lot of cool ideas out there but not a lot of people act on it so it's awesome to hear that you got that out there and made it happen too and i'm really liking the look of the brand and everything as well um like an important thing of a company is to build a brand and i just everything about it looks pretty pretty nice i appreciate that <laughs> you know as far as the brand itself can't take too much credit for the actual visuals oh that's eric campbell proof positive design but we have a great company. Logan be one of our guys. Brian hopefully about to be one of our guys. And um, yeah, you know, we, we represent the brand very well. We're building it slowly, deliberately, one day, one customer at a time. Awesome. So essentially, we've kind of come up, gone over um, where the overall idea came from. But let's go into who you are, Austin. Like, uh, what's your background? What have you done in the past? What kind of drove you into being an entrepreneur? So... Born here in Traverse City on August 95, spent 22 years here so far in my life recording this from Traverse City, Michigan. Um, when I was 11 years old, actually tomorrow will be 11 years since my dad died, uh, it forced me to grow up very early in life. I had to uh, man up, take care of my mom, started working full time. Um, my first legit full time job, other than like mowing lawns and stuff, was at the age of 14. So working at McDonald's, spent 11 months there. I uh, then moved to a job I spent the next about two and a half years. I had a, had a small engine shop, fixing lawnmowers, chainsaws, weed whackers, things like that. It taught me a ton. All throughout high school, I was buying and selling cars, dirt bikes, snowmobiles, making money wherever I could, making the, took the money I earned, flipping it into some stuff, sell it, and make some more cash. Um, I spent about two years fixing rental equipment, uh, boats, snowmobiles, and jet skis. And then my last job before I left to go full-time here, I was uh, also fixing things at a appliance shop here in town, going to little ladies' homes, fixing microwaves, things like that. Always been very hands-on, uh, thoroughly enjoy just the competitive nature of business and just be able to get my hands dirty every single day. First got out of high school, wanted to join the military, decided against that, joined the fire service instead. 
Uh, this September, we're recording this almost end of August, so next month will be four years since I joined the fire service. And uh, I was a full-time firefighter EMT, and uh, at this point, very limited part-time to mainly focus on the business. Okay, so start off uh, just doing a little bit of everything, it sounds like. Just anything that you could get your hands on as far as being able to get not necessarily money driven, but being able to be work driven, it sounds like yeah, exactly. more than anything else. A lot else. of hard work and a lot of dedication. It sounds like uh, you put in a ton of work, which is obviously what's needed to make something like this happen. It takes, so. it's a very long time to get, and we still have a very long way to go, but uh, to get the business up off the ground, you know, it just takes hard work and determination. You know, the first initial jump was uh, just money I'd saved up, and so I've always kind of known how to make money when need be. And uh, that's coming very handy as we continue to grow this company and maybe the revenue stream for the business isn't the only way we support the company, especially early on. Right. And uh, I have a quick question about the company itself. Um, when you, you know, like all the revenue you bring in and everything, um, is that, do you just dump it right back into your business to try to keep it running? Yes. At this point, all goes back into the business. You know, we've had to take out a couple small loans. And, um, yeah, we've been looking at, at some bigger things. When I was 20, I had bought a house. And actually, just today, I went to the realtor office. We, uh, we listed it for sale. So uh, the market's gone up. The Traverse City area is very hot as far as real estate goes. So be able to make a good little chunk of change off of that to help us grow the business further. Another 6, 8, 10, 12 months, a year from now, depending upon where we need. At that point, our numbers will be in the range where VCs start to look at us. And uh, we could be looking at a much more traditional kind of more modern age investment strategy to continue our growth. You can dump the revenue right back in the business and just grow off revenue, but you grow much slower, much more deliberate. You know, we, we view that there's definitely a balance between going and growing too fast and growing too small. You got to make sure we capture the market as, as the attention's on us. Wow. <laughs> you know a lot more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Two years in business, my friend. It's uh said it's just reading every day and everything yeah, else. Yeah, and so. uh, the great thing about it is a lot a lot of people don't get that opportunity when they're that young, so it's nice to see um, you being active in all this too. Thank you. And I'd say it's not as much taking an opportunity as much as it is making an opportunity for yourself. Like, mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing, being able to drive yourself and make things happen. And I, I'd say that's kind of where you really have your strong suit. Austin, just being able to get out there and actually get the work done. And what would you say, kind of, what would overall advice to help people lead themselves into success on getting started? That That's a very good question. You know, honestly, I think the first thing is just making an initial leap, the initial jump. You know, everybody, everybody talks, everybody has plenty of ideas. They all have the idea for Uber or for x y or z company they go oh, i thought of that before but the thing is that the people who launched those companies actually made moves on it and uh, i think the single biggest point is is making a move on it you know everybody is scared of the failure of say starting a company and failing it and uh yeah it's you know that was one thing i said to myself early on i was 19 about to launch big dipper in april of 15 i was like i i know if i don't do it now there's much less like a chance of going to the future same thing with like my first marathon when I first got into that, which was kind of my first initial jump into setting goals and doing everything else. One night on a, on a whim, I just signed up for it and paid for it. And I'm too cheap if I paid for it, I'm not, I can't not go do it. So then it forced me to train and make sure I didn't kill myself doing it. So it's uh, just making that initial leap, that initial jump is very important. Okay. Well, Austin, what would you say 
Was that one moment or one decision? Did you have that one moment or one decision that just kind of changed everything and set everything off in the right direction? In regards to business, no, not really. As far as launching it, since I've been a little kid, my dad had a business here in town, did very well for himself. And I've, I've always had the drive to do my own thing. Never knew what I wanted to do. I mean, along the journey, there's been many days, nights, single points that have either led me to almost failure almost breaking down or whatever else. And usually from those, for some very deep self-analysis allows a new idea for the business or a new idea as far as personal, how to manage things. Um, there's there's a million little changes that are made every day. But uh, and then obviously some Keep very... Adapting. Yes, adapting. exactly. The adaption. Adaption is very big. Excellent. So at this point, what would you say kind of the biggest personal success that you've seen is? Run the first marathon. Was, uh, was very important as far as personally, but uh, I'm very happy with where Big Dipper's at today. I mean, we started my mom's kitchen a little under two years ago. We actually started selling, and uh, we're currently in 12 states, so about 20% of the available states we can be in, and uh, about 550 stores. So we have a very long way to go, but uh, we are coming along quite quite nicely. Maybe one day it'll be multinational. Exactly. Is that, that a goal is, for you? That is the plan. You know, that's uh, <laughs> We're talking to very, very big retailers right now. It will allow us some, some rather big expansion before even the end of the year. Wow. And um, yeah, Canada, we're in Canada, and uh, we've been looking at some other other kind of products for other cultures, but uh, got to gotcha. iron on, iron down and just hammer on the United Keep States right now. Keep on doing right what now. you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. And what would you say the biggest individual successful moment of Big Dipper has been? Like... Um, being able to get into a certain store, being able to get into a chain, something like that. What would you say is the biggest thing that you've seen as a success to kind of launch us forward? So we got into a very, uh, the, definitely the biggest retailer in Michigan. Uh, and we, they have a total of 235 stores. And I had worked, I would work them trying to get into their stores since the day we started. And uh, they started us out after calls and calls and emails and emails. They started us out in 12 of their stores, see how things went. Sales did very well and ended up launching us in all 235 of their stores. And that was uh, May, I believe, of this year, or June, early June. And that was uh, that single biggest order I've ever, ever done. And that was a, uh, was a very good feeling to have. And yeah, that was, uh, that was a very long time coming. We came together, we had to work our tails off to make them as much product as needed in such a short amount of time. Yeah, that was a long time and in was. the kitchen. It was. Yeah, Austin and I both have done a lot of work, both in the kitchen, out doing sales. I'm the demo manager for the company. So I go out and set up uh, demos in different small stores, bigger stores, hand out free samples of the product, talk to people, explain what the actual product is. And as far as doing work in the kitchen, that's where everybody starts off. Mm -hmm. and, and the best part about that is it's good, good cookie dough. <laughs> appreciate that thank you it's, it's been a long time coming we've got a great team that makes it very safe very consistent quality products and uh i think logan was talking to me earlier about um all the different recipes and things you've tried mm -hmm. so how many different um recipes have you whipped up in order to get the perfect formula i mean it's been it was probably at least 250 or so when we first started 250 uh, yeah about the first the first 20 I, I tried myself and after that my palate was ruined and i couldn't discern the difference other than the texture from from the different cookie gotcha. so you tried uh, a little bit different 
combination of ingredients all 250 times? It would be different sugars, different brown sugars, flours, might be different ratios, you know, this amount of grams to this amount of grams, two different ingredients. Ratios. And it was just a very, we started off this recipe found online, and um, so it took a, a long time to finish it, to whittle that point down to a much well, more refined recipe. it landed on, a, on the right point, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially um, the one that, Ryan is talking about is probably our best seller. That's our rocket chip, our take on the classic chocolate chip cookie dough. But essentially what Big Dipper does is it makes an egg-free, all-natural safety-eat raw cookie dough. Now at this point, we've only got two flavors. We've got some more that are in the works, but right now going hard on those two flavors. They're in all the stores that we are currently in, so definitely focusing on making a whole bunch of quality connections and really exposing people to what those two flavors are and building a core essentially um, following behind behind that with our customers absolutely and then I'd say really let's let's start to get kind of into the heart of what Big Dipper is and that's the awesome team that we've managed to put together and who would you say you're normally looking for when you're looking to hire an employee like um, age, work experience, anything like that, what would you say is the biggest thing that you really look for in your individual employees? One thing we realized, recognized really on, we've gotten this from, from plenty of books we've read since, is that uh, you hire for an employee's strength and you, you put them in positions based off their strengths, not their weaknesses. You know, really the single biggest thing, what I've always told my guys, is we can hire for heart and we can, we can train skills. You know, if you have somebody that knows a thousand things but they're just a bad person, you can't ever change that person. But if they're a good person, they're willing to learn, eager to learn, and they don't cut corners, you can't teach that. And so you can teach them skills. You can teach them how to market, how to pitch product, how to make cookie dough, whatever else, you know. So that just the internals of the person, their their personal drive, what they come to you with. We've tried a few times. We brought people on that have been less than ideal and, you know, had good intentions for them. But it hasn't worked out to date. Uh, the four or five, six people we've tried said even some of the best people haven't always worked out. But, um... You hire for heart and you train skills. And of course, every every company is going to have people that need to move on, whether that be from a negative perspective and something happened within the company, or they are trying to move on to a different opportunity that opens up to them. And that does happen. It We've seen it happen with a couple of our different employees where they've needed to potentially go off to school, do different things like that, had a more solid job offer at the time for what was offered to him just because at this point we are definitely still growing and so there's only so much that we can do as far as compensation goes compensation and stability back especially in the following uh right when we were opening up Overall, I've definitely seen a huge amount of growth since I've joined the company about a little over six months ago at this point. So, And um, I, I'd say that the one thing that you've really done well is holding on to your core values. Would you like to elaborate a little bit on what you find your core values to be for the company? So, yes, we based our core values... Um, Katie, our COO, and myself sat down one day and we talked quite extensively about our core values and what they were. And, uh, you know, it was what was reflected, what we've talked about prior, um, what we've always pushed on our guys, as well as uh, 
as well as personal models we've taken on. You know, like my, my single biggest one, uh, one of my, I've heard the quote only six, eight months ago, we developed the core values of springtime, but it was hands down to how I've pretty much lived my life up until this point, And that is no hurry, no pause. And what that means is that you, you don't take breaks, no pause, but at the same time, you don't rush through things, you don't, you don't half-ass things. So it's no hurry, no pause. It's a, it's a never-ending progression. And you wake up early, you work late, you don't rush things, you take a night off, you can do that. But it's it, it's just this natural, slow, choo-choo train. You don't bring yourself out, you don't overextend yourself. It's hands down our single biggest thing, you know. But I mean, our core values, they're based off of... Uh, off of honesty and integrity and off of transparency it's it's really based off the way that i've lived my life and uh, that we feel that our employees should as well um you know most of them have there's eight, eight core values most of them have say a dual meaning some of them um are rather direct some of them are a little more vague but uh, they leave it own up to a person's uh interpretation in certain ways and yeah we feel that they uh fully encompass how a company should run how our employees should act and how we ourselves as managers owners leaders should act. Okay, so why don't we go into kind of what you expect from your employees? Like, what are the baseline expectations that you have for your employees? Um, as far as for guys working for us, I mean, they know to a large extent. I mean, I'm I'm all about answering questions, but I, I much prefer as definitely the way I function. I, I think it's it's a rather way good way to function. It's just uh, not asking too many questions. Don't need to be asked. You know, if you take a little bit longer to figure out yourself, you remember that much better than say asking questions so I mean by, by all means you know my guys on the cast me questions but you know I definitely prefer them to try to work through a problem for quite some time before they come talk to us you know and that might come from experience it might not be the best way to do it. it might change that in the future definitely there's definitely one thing that I prefer um on top of that just kind of I guess kind of based off that really it's just the the self-motivation uh the self-driven you know I don't need to ask if I ask somebody to get something done it's going to get done I don't need to ask them 20 times, I need to remind them about it, they write it down in their notes, whatever, say, hey, can it be done by tomorrow, they get it done tomorrow, hey, can you just get this done soon, end of the week, they go, hey, here you go, boss, whatever, it's good to go, you know, definitely just that self-drive, the self-motivation, and uh, kind of the self-determination is, uh, is, is very good. Yeah, you definitely have to be able to, you know, the individual employees have to be able to go out and, um, you know, find their own initiative to get stuff done, because it's, I mean, and you can also motivate people as much as you can too as well and I think that that's one thing that Big Dipper does really well and you do really well Austin is being able to promote self-improvement inside and outside of work and I find that to be huge since I started working for this company I started going to the gym a lot more started listening to other podcasts help help stuff just a lot of different ways to learn in really improve myself as a person yeah and just looking at you I just see improvements and me sitting here for even 20 minutes I already feel more motivated so awesome thank you happy you're doing to a great that. job <laughs> thank you happy to hear that yeah you know I mean I talk with my guys you know whether they're with us for a day a week 20 years whatever else I want them to leave Big Dipper and to uh to be a better person you know so for the future for their own life for their wife for whatever else, you know, that they are an improved person. It's more than just a nine-to-five job. It, you know, we motivate each other. I definitely force my guys to get on their butts a little bit to make sure that they're reading the books. But uh, at the end, it's, it's, it's a tough love. It's, it's, it's all good. It's designed for, for their improvement and also for the improvement of the company. 
Without a doubt, without a doubt. And we definitely see that. I think that most of the employees really understand where you're coming from with that. And I'd say that's one of your biggest strong points as a, uh, as a leader and as the CEO of the company, just being able to really bring out individual motivation within different employees as they've kind of grown with the company. And as I've seen new employees just grow, I, I know that I haven't been around super long, but in comparison to a lot of the other employees, since we started expanding so much, a lot of our employees that we have right now are within the last couple months. So essentially, I'm one of the older employees mm -hmm. at this point, which is really interesting considering how young the business is overall. And that's another thing that really is interesting about the company, the average age of the employees. Yes, so we just had a new gentleman who's a little bit older, and I haven't really calculated the age, but Sunday I calculated the age out, and our average age is 20.8 of wow. our employees. We have 11 employees now, and uh, yeah, so Katie, our COO, is 19, I'm, I'm a CEO, I'm 22, and then Tyler, our CFO, is 25, our youngest employee is 16, and then 18 after that, most of our guys are in their early 20s, so we're a very young company, we're... We're very smart. We learn a lot. We read a ton, but we we are inexperienced, and uh, you know, so listen to a lot of guys who build businesses. Talk to a lot of people in person, and always trying to get the new, always trying to get that experience from them. Plus, you learn obviously you get new experiences every single day. Yeah, and that's great to hear. Um, like I said before, how um, there's so many young people in the company, and it's such a great thing to see that um, there's there's steps being taken by young adults going forward and making stuff happen because then it sets yourself up for a better future. And a lot of people, um, you know, when they get older, they, they re regret greatly things that um, they never got accomplished. Yeah, things that they could have done, things that overall they feel like they should have done. They regret not taking individual steps. And the fact that we are kind of taking these steps right now when we are young shows initiative, but at the same time, we need to understand and uh, take everything with a little bit of a grain of salt, I think, just to be able to uh, not dive headfirst on everything that we jump into, but understanding that we need to have a little bit of perspective and take a look at what's really going on before you dive headfirst into something. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, there's, there's a dichotomy, you know, there, you can you can't be too much, but you can't be too little either. It's we we can't be inexperienced because we need to be we need to have experience, but at the same time we, we can't expect to have all the experience in the world, you know. Thankfully books, podcasts, audiobooks, talking to business owners and everything else definitely definitely helps us improve. We um have a ton of resources available today that say twenty years ago they didn't have and that allows us to uh to make do with what we have and to continue to improve every day. At the same time you need to be able to take kind of what's going on and when you do dive in you end up having setbacks sometimes like what would you say is the biggest setback the company has seen overall so far as to date biggest setback oh goodness there's a lot of them um i mean there was at one point we had to throw away almost a full pallet of product because it ended up being that there was a problem with our mixer we hadn't realized uh until later in the day and that there's a possibility of some contaminants getting into the dough. So we had to throw away, I mean, a couple thousand dollars worth of cookie dough. We filled up a, a whole 20-yard 20, 20 trash can full of cookie dough. And that was uh, at a time when we didn't have much reserves. And uh, that was 
That was well, a little rough. That you could have a... gave it to me. I would have ate it. Yeah, I mean, so, <laughs> it was probably three thousand pints of cookie dough. So it was wow. it was easily one and a half tons of product, and so that that was a little bit of a rough time. Yeah, but uh, it's yeah. sad to put it in the trash can. But at the same time, you can't send out product that isn't. A- absolutely right. So you got to make do with what you have. It's a learning experience for all of us. You know, it's definitely a cost learning experience, but we rather do that now than later. And all those guys learned what's not to do again. So uh, it hasn't happened since. And hey guys, I feel like that's a good point to kind of stop. Just understanding that even if you do mess up, it is a learning experience. I think that we're going to be back in the next couple days with another podcast for you guys. Go ahead and sign out. It's Logan Marr. Once again, your host. Austin Grozier. And I'm Ryan Stacy. And this is the Doughboys Podcast.